0: Thank you, Claire. Thank you, Mark. It's good to see you again this morning in the house of the Lord as we continue in our series on uh, what He said. Um, I'm preaching to you today on how God created three worlds. In Genesis chapter number 1, verse number 1, In the beginning... We don't know when that was. In the beginning God created the heavens and the earth. Uh, One of the most profound statements that is found in the Word of God. That statement has been challenged over the years, uh, especially in this day that we are living in. I think this verse here is, all that we have of the actual creation with the exception of what God said on down a little further in the book of Genesis uh, where He created man and woman uh, and He created all the animals. Uh, And it was then during this time that God made heaven, God made earth, uh, and God made hell. Uh, and let me inject the thought here this morning. We really don't know if he created hell at the beginning, but we do know that he created it. Uh, he may have created created it after the fall of Lucifer. I'm I'm not sure on that and I would not sit here and argue with anybody concerning that matter. Um, we don't know wh- we don't know how long he created a lot of things. Uh, some people says it was just a few thousand years ago that God created the earth. Some say millions, and even some say billions. So what? Amen. so what? What difference does it make? Who started this? Who started it all? Was God? And God knew what He was doing. When the Lord Jesus Christ was here upon the earth. He taught a lot of object lessons, I call them. Uh, He taught in parables. Uh, He spoke about the birds of the air, how that um, none of them falls to the earth without him very much aware of it. Uh, he taught the lesson about uh, the lilies of the field, how they twirl nor spin. Uh, uh, Then we've all heard the, the lesson about the four different kinds of soil and the places that the seed fell. Uh, And so there are all kinds of lessons through the Word of God that God has taught us. Uh, Illustrations are kind of like windows, they let in light. uh, And God has given us many of them. Uh, So we have a picture here of the earth. Uh, Have a picture of the earth. In the beginning Elohim. Barak, that is the word created, which means there was nothing to start with. So we have God who stepped out of nowhere and stepped up on nothing uh, and then created everything that we have today. And somewhere on this earth, uh, you and I were created. I do believe this. Uh, I believe when God created this earth, uh, I believe in the beginning He created it permanently. I believe when He created Adam and Eve, I believe He created them uh, permanently to live forever upon the face of the earth. But we know the story of He left a command uh, with this man by the name of Adam. uh, And uh, he was to instruct Eve, whether he did or not, I don't know. Sometimes us men have difficulty uh, uh, instructing our wives uh, on what we want them to do. And then sometimes wives don't want to listen to what we say. And I can understand that. Uh, He left a command. Do not eat of... This tree, this is a tree of knowledge and evil. And the very day that you eat of this tree, you shall die. So we know that they ate of that tree. They saw their nakedness and they ran from God. They did not die physically that day, but they died spiritually, Now if we could get a picture of those three worlds Uh, I appreciate these guys back here Who have to keep up with me And some of my stuff is kind of spotty sometimes All they got to do is keep Tommy some words before him Where he can read them God created hell God created earth And God created heaven In the middle there, which is the earth, uh, he did not create the earth after the fall permanently. In 2 Peter chapter number 3, verse number 10, but the day of the Lord will come as a thief in the night in which the heavens shall pass away with a great noise and the elements uh, shall melt with fervent heat uh, The earth also and the works that are therein shall be burned up. So, where we live in that earth, according to the Word of God, everything is going to be burned up. I believe that's the reason the Scriptures tells us lay not up treasures upon the earth where moth or rust can corrupt, nor thieves break through and steal. But lay up your treasures in heaven. So lay up treasures there that's gonna be worth something. Second Peter chapter number three, verse number eleven and twelve. Seeing then all these things, all these earthly things shall be dissolved. What manner of person? What kind of living, that's what that means. What kind of living ought you to be in all holy conversation and uh, godliness? Sir? Verse 12. Looking for and hastening on the coming of the day of the Lord, wherein in the heavens being on fire shall be dissolved, and the elements shall melt with fervent heat. We're living in a world where most are trying to create a world uh, of uh, perfection to live in. That'll never happen we'll never have peace in this world until the peacemaker comes which is the lord jesus christ and until he comes uh, there's going to be turmoil all over our land we're back into our schools and thank god for the school systems that we have Uh, and our pastors has brought forth the teachers and all the staff and the bus drivers and and he's brought them before us here and we've had prayer over them uh, as they go back into the system. School is very important. It's in the schools where the students are taught how to think. Uh, and uh, people today don't know how to think. Uh, that's the reason that we're living with the situation that we're in. Everybody else is thinking for them, and and, and there's turmoil. You'll find in the, in the little book of Judges there, in the, the day when the judges were upon the face of the earth, uh, and if you read that several different times it says, In the days when the judges ruled, every man did that which was right in his own eyes. So seemingly to today in our world, our world hates other people. That's been experienced today. I think that's the reason for all the rights, all the looting that's going on in our in, in our land. But if I were to ask the question, how many wants to go to heaven? Raise your hand. Don't do that. But if I were to ask that, could you slip up your hand? Could you say, I want to go to heaven when this is is over with. So, in order to get from here to there, Brooke is, is Brian obedient? Is he obedient? Brian, stand up. <laughs> Brian, come around here and walk over here. Yes, sir. <laughs> I like when people like this is obedient. I've known this guy ever since he's a little bitty fella. I used to coach him in, in baseball. I couldn't hardly get him to get it, stay in the batter's box. I'll put a chair behind him. <laughs> Brian left over there and he got here. So Brian could not got here unless he did what? Left over there. You can go back. Okay. <laughs> so if you want to go to heaven, you got to do What? you got to die, or you got to be raptured out of this walk of life. Everybody wants to go to heaven, but nobody wants to die. Now, I know someday, I don't know when, it may be today. I know someday I'm going to die. I don't know how I'm going to die, I don't know when I'm going to die, but I'm not going to live like a dead man till I die. So, do you remember when you were small, and uh, in, in my bedroom, when I was small growing up, I lived in an old house, and I don't know where the, there was a scuttle hole in my bedroom. That's to get up into the attic. And. I was told to if I was a bad boy, something'd come down out of the scuttle hole and get me. <laughs> and I always I'd lay there at night and look up at that scuttle hole wondering if that thing's gonna come down out and what it was. <laughs> when you were little, did you have a night light to get you from one place to the other, you know? Well, I've gotten older, and I I need a nightlight, but I don't use a nightlight. And not using a nightlight, I discovered what God put toes on my feet for. God put toes on my feet to find furniture in the dark. You ever found furniture in the dark? Do you know how you felt when you... Found furniture in the dark. So, in Hebrews chapter number 2, verses 14 and 15. For as much then as children are partakers of flesh and blood, He also, Christ, He also Himself likewise took part of the same, that through death He might destroy him that had the power of death, that is the devil... And deliver them who through fear of death. You see that? Fear of death. We're all their lifetime subject to bondage. We have the plagues that have affected our world. We have wars and rumors of wars that seemingly has taken place somewhere every day. And it's affected many lives. And now we're seeing the viruses (coughs) that is out there that's affecting our life. Now I've had the virus. Some of you've had the virus. I've had the virus. I've had the antibodies. I've had the shots. And now they're telling me that I need more shots. I'm shot, all right. But I don't think I need more shots to make me more shot than I'm already shot. I think most of us want to go to heaven. Most of us want to be living close enough to what is known as the rapture or the catching away of the church. You wouldn't mind if the trumpet sound this morning. <coughs> if a trumpet was to sound this morning. You would be changed in a moment in a twinkling of an eye, 750 millionths of a second. I would leave out of here so quickly that the clothes I have on my body would literally still be standing up and I'd already be gone. Boy, that's fast, isn't it? That guy that went into outer space in that jet plane and took millions of dollars of fuel and all like that, one day I'm going to do that and it's not going to cost me anything, it costs Christ everything, but one day I'm going to leave here. 1 Peter chapter number 1. See that, heaven? 1 Peter chapter number 1, verse 3. Blessed be the God and the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, which according to His abundant, which according to His abundant, abundant mercy, hath begotten us again unto a living hope, how? By the resurrection of the Lord Jesus Christ from the dead. Now in that one verse there, Peter describes here for us uh, what God has done for us in the past. Uh, Through His abundant mercy, He forgives us of our sins when we come unto Him and believe on the Lord Jesus Christ, And he says there, he has begotten us into a living hope by the resurrection of the Lord Jesus Christ. Uh, And then he goes on there in verse number 4 to describe what God uh, is going to do for us in the future. He says there that he has given us a living hope by the resurrection of of Jesus Christ. uh, And he says, to an inheritance incorruptible. And undefiled, and that fadeth not away, reserved in heaven for you. Back to that earth. You got that picture there. Will that earth fade away? God says it's going to burn up. Colossians 1 three through six. We give thanks to God and the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, praying always for you. since we heard of your faith, substance of things hoped for evidence of things not yet seen. Since we heard of your faith in Christ Jesus and of the love which you have for all the saints, for the hope which is laid up for you in heaven, whereof you have heard before in the word of truth of the gospel, which is come unto you as it is in all the world, and bring forth fruit as it doeth also in you since the day you heard of it, and knew the grace of God in truth. So you want to go to heaven, do you not? So how are you going to get there? You're going to have to die. Or you're going to have to wait to the rapture of the church. You had to be born to get to the earth. You've got to be born again to get from earth to heaven. Eternal life. That's a statement or words that is familiar to a lot of people, especially Christians and uh, even a lot of non-Christians. But I have discovered over almost 50 years of ministry, uh, a lot of people don't comprehend the meaning. Some people understand what eternal life is by believing, but some people don't understand what believing means. Do you believe God's plan of salvation is so simple And yet because of the simplicity of it uh, Many people feel like that God needs help To get you from here to there Let me ask you something How could you help God Get you from here to there What can you do Oh, I can be good. That's not going to do it. Do you realize when God created the heavens and He created the uh, earth and He created hell, you commit one sin. If you commit just one sin, you can't go to heaven. But you commit one sin, you go to hell. You go here. What do you see there? (coughs) Nobody knows what hell looks like for sure. But of the 260 chapters that's in the New Testament, hell is mentioned 240 times. I think God mentioned... Jesus mentioned hell more than he did heaven. Is there a literal hell? Yes. <laughs> Luke chapter number 16 tells us there's a literal hell. There is a story that most of you are familiar with. It's a, it's a, a story about a rich man. We call him Dives because there's no name there for him, just rich man. There was a rich man who fared sumptuously. There was a beggar who lay outside the gate of the rich man's uh, home and desiring just for the crumbs that fell from the rich man's table that he might have a, just a few things to eat. Said the, do- the, the dogs came and licked the sores of the rich man or it, uh, the uh, beggar that lay there. Rich man could care less. But it says, and the beggar died. And when he died, it said that the angels came and bore him or carried him to Abraham's bosom. Paradise. That's what they called it then. And so we have an illustration there. We've got a picture there in Luke chapter number 16. And it says that the rich man died. And I'm sure they had a a, a funeral that probably stretched for several miles long. Everybody was honoring him and all. And the rich man died. It didn't say, and it says, and he lifted his eyes being in torment. Desiring just a, I've got enough water there to satisfy a lot of people in hell. He desired just for one drop of water to be dropped on his tongue to cool his tongue from the torments of hell. And he went on to say, Father Abraham, in my father's house are five brothers. They're not saved. Would you send... Somebody back to my father's house and tell them not to come to this place called hell. God said, though they wouldn't believe Moses and the others, they wouldn't believe one, though he rose from the dead. So the rich man knows hell is real. Hell is a place of unquenchable fire. Mark 9:44 says, "Where the worm does not die, and the fire is not quenched." No way to extinguish the fires of hell. This here portrays an unending conscious punishment that waits awaits all who refuse God. So it's unending hell is eternal Matthew 25 41 says depart from me ye cursed into everlasting fire prepared for the devil and his angels hell has gates remember what Jesus said I will build my church and what is it and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. I know the Bible speaks about our resurrection bodies but I don't know that the Bible speaks much about the resurrection of the sinner's body. But I do believe that the sinner will have a body. And I believe that sinner will go into an everlasting Eternal hell. Now I heard this personally. This is not a say so. I heard this. I heard a young woman say this. She says I can't wait to get to hell. Because my favorite rock band I know is there. And when I get there, we're going to have a rock concert in hell. Boy, is she going to be fooled. There is no rock concert going on in hell. There's weeping and there's gnashing of teeth There. I experienced something as a young man many, many years ago. My father ran a gas station at the top of this mountain. and uh, But off down this mountain, it was very steep. A lot of trucks wrecked there on that mountain. And on this given morning, this truck loaded with sulfur went off the road and down into the hole. And a man was sticking through the back glass of that truck. He was caught by his knees. The rest of his body was sticking out of the truck. And they tried every way in the world to get that man out of that truck. But that truck caught on fire And as long as I live, I'll never forget the screams, the agony, the begging. And the last words, Pastor, I heard him say, Oh, God. I trust that that was a call to God for repentance and salvation. I lived with that as a young man for a long time. Have we become so wrapped up in the world that we've become no heavenly good? We're living in a world today of people that wants to destroy America. They don't like America. They don't like the freedom that we have here in America. They don't like our Constitution. They don't like our churches. They say, "You churches out there, you're you're bleeding our world. You you you've got all this freedom." The churches today in this country is the best thing that ever happened to this country. Amen. Christian people are the best thing on. Walking on the face of the earth today That's helping this country And if God Didn't have a few of the good Christian people Walking this country I see no reason why this world Would even be in existence today So I'm glad I'm a child of God I'm glad I'm going to heaven So what can we do See that hell Give me that picture Of of, of earth again Okay Nobody Or everybody That's going to be saved Everybody that's going to be born again They got to be Born again on this earth If they're not born again While they're here on this earth Then they're going to go to that place. Give me a picture of hell. They're going to go to that place called hell. Only place you can be born again. Not in heaven. Heaven is permanent. Hell is permanent. But the earth is temporary. And someday, someday. You're going to read in the paper maybe one day somebody said what are you doing I said I'm looking at the obituaries to see if I'm in there I always read the obituaries of the little paper because if I'm not in there I know I'm still here but you're going to read that one of these days and you're going to see that, well that old pastor finally died I want to tell you right now when you read that this man will be more alive than he's ever been God's left us here for a purpose. What is the purpose? God's left us here to be lights in a dark world. Are you running from your responsibility? A lot of people are. Better do what we can do now. Nobody's going to be saved. Nobody's going to be saved after they leave this walk of life, one day Jesus is going to come. He's going to call the church out. We're going to be gone. We're going to we're going for a honeymoon. Then he's coming again to establish his kingdom. Some people don't believe that. You better read the word of God. He's going to rule and reign on the throne of David. So again. No sin is permitted in heaven. Let me read this one last verse. Revelation 21, 27. And there shall in no wise enter in anything that defileth, neither whatsoever worketh abomination or maketh a lie, but they which are written in the Lamb's book of life. Is your name written in the Lamb's Book of Life? Are you saved? Is your family saved? Do you have friends? Are they saved? Are you saved? Father, I'm grateful this morning for the opportunity that I had to come and just share for a few moments. Just a little object lesson that you gave unto us. I realize these are difficult times that we live in. I realize God that someday we're going to stand before God to be judged according to the deeds that's done in our body not being judged because we're saved or lost but how we reacted to your call while you're on the earth Speak to hearts today, take what few scattered remarks that I've made, somehow let the Holy Spirit work in the lives of the people that are here, and if there's someone here today that's not saved, I pray for a conviction of the Holy Spirit of God upon their life, they might believe in the Lord Jesus Christ as personal Savior. Help us to walk worthy of the vocation wherein we've been called. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen. Let's stand. while they sing.